Welcome to the Tips in Salsa podcast, your local source for chips, salsa, and instructional technology happenings within the Redlands Unified School District. And here are your hosts, Jamie Quartz, Dwayne Coles, Nicole House, Caleb Rothy, and Jen Vadney. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff. Welcome back to our RUSD Ed Tech Tips and Salsa podcast, here to provide you with some useful tech tips for your classroom and also hear from our very own district experts. Joining us today are our star tech coaches, Caleb. Hello. Jen. Hey. And Nicole. Hi, everybody. Also with us are Z-Space gurus, Jen Hunt and Olivia Davison. I'm your host, Jamie, and as always, we are excited that you have tuned in to us. The topic for today is everything from A to Z-Space. As always, each episode of Tips and Salsa features some chips and salsa. This week, we are enjoying chips and salsa from Ranch Market. And for those of us who can't handle the heat, (coughs) Jamie. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) We also have Trader Joe's Mild Home Style Salsa Especial. Which is good, by the way. It is very good. Mm -hmm. I have... I tend to mix a little bit of the hot and the mild to make a medium, and that works well for you. Yes, it does. I have very to say tasty. that the chips are really good too. Very I crunchy today. Very crunchy today. Are these also from the ranch market? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, those are good too. Nice homemade chips. All right. So uh, this podcast is best enjoyed with a side of chips and salsa. So pause now, and we'll wait for you to grab some snacks. Oh my gosh, I almost used the mild salsa. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Jen and Olivia, thank you so much for being with us today, and welcome to Tips and Salsa. How are you guys both doing today? Doing well. I'm doing awesome. Happy to be here. Thank you very much. Uh, can both of you tell us a little bit more about yourselves? Um, yeah, so I'm teaching right now at Lagonia, the innovation teacher there, where we have the Z-Space Labs. Before I came to Lagonia, I was at Franklin Elementary, so shout out to Franklin. Um, And I also uh, actually went to school here in Redlands, so shout out to Smiley Cope in Redlands High. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I'm like, well, (laughs) it runs in the family. Brother and dad also at Cope, so the Vasquez's. <laughs> I they, try deserve, to cha- they deserve a shout out. Too. Yeah, I changed my name to try to hide, but there it is. Aww. No, just kidding. Um, go ahead. Oh, all right. And I am Jen Hunt, and I am also a lifer. So shout out to my uh, alma maters, to Mariposa, to Moore, and to Redlands High School. Um, I actually began teaching here in Redlands in 1993. I started my career at COPE. Oh, you were a baby. Back when it was on a year-round schedule (laughs) (laughs) years ago. So I am now currently um, housed at Mentone Elementary. Um, Hello, Mentone. So glad you're all here and listening. And um, running the Innovation Lab and the Z-Space area at that school. Nice. So, Jamie, I was wondering if we could start with you today. Um, I just kind of want to ask you, why are we talking about virtual reality devices today? Can you give us a little bit of background on kind of how this came to be? Yeah, well, hopefully by now the superintendent has been able to get to all the sites. And what he did when he made it to the sites was talk about the Vision 2025 
and it actually says RUSD 2025 excellence for all students. So I actually have it in front of me here. See? Nice. <laughs> Wonderful sound effects. Yeah. yeah. Sound effects. We have them all. So the E in Excel stands for Enhanced Learning Through Innovation. So as you, as you look through it, the first one says all students will use cutting-edge technology. Mm -hmm. um, and secondly, it says all students will explore learning experiences through the use of virtual reality and augmented reality. So that kind of brings us to Z-Space and, um, you know, it kind of combines a lot of those things that the superintendent has uh, talked about in his vision. The timing for this is actually pretty good, too, because on November 7th, the Z-Space bus, it's like a big old demo, traveling demo bus, is going to be at Clement. And on the 8th, it's going to be at Citrus Valley High School. So um, hopefully those schools get a chance to listen to this podcast and find out a little bit more about the, the program. Yeah, excellent. Cool. I've actually been able to go on that bus before um, when I was at Q. So you get to go on the bus and try on the goggles and see everything. Um, it looks like some 3D models, though, when you're playing with it. Can you give us a little bit more background? Like, what does the program include? You know, um, Jen, how would you kind of use ZSpace or what is ZSpace for a school? Uh, the best way to describe ZSpace is kind of a mashup between virtual and augmented reality. It is not true virtual reality because you're not completely immersed with headsets and it's not transporting you to a different place. Right. But it's not really augmented reality either because you're not just putting a digital item into your real world setting. Got it. So it's kind of a mashup between the two. The students experience it um, on a large screen computer that runs Windows 10 and they use the 3D glasses to be able to see things in a third dimension where they can manipulate those models. Okay. So, um, Olivia, maybe you could kind of tell us, how do you introduce this device, this big screen to the kids? Um, are they using it by themselves? Are they kind of working together? What's going on when, with the devices themselves? Well, one of the first things we have to do is really teach them how to use the tools. There's um, the stylus and the tracked glasses. Those are some new things that the students haven't really experienced yet. And it really takes some motor skill development, especially since we are using it with kinder and first. Right. You know, they're still learning how to hold a pen and write um, correctly. So that actually takes a lot of, it's really working a part of their brain when they're holding that stylus because it works as a, simultaneously as a pen, but also as a mouse. So you well, hold- it's hard for them. Right, they have to hold it like a pen, but be able to click it like a mouse yeah. in order to manipulate the things that are on the screen. With little and, fingers. And additionally, <laughs> it's a little tricky because it's not a touch screen. Right. They can't actually oh, touch the screen. Right. The stylus is so an infrared it light. Got it, it's right. It's especially tough for those little ones who are used to being able to interact with things that way. Right, right. even the older ones, you know, we they actually really want to touch the screen because they've been using the touch screen for so long that it's really hard for them to for us to go to them and say no this is not a touch screen you have to make sure that you're using make sure you see that little laser i tell them there's a little laser almost on the screen that shows you where you're pointing and what you're going to click and grab so once you explain some of that is it hard for them to get used to or are they picking it up pretty quick um it just depends you know some of them we see they kind of want to um they want to hold it almost I don't know, how do you explain it? The way they hold it upside down. Like, like a, a sword? Like a sword, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They, if, yeah, they think it's a lightsaber with, yeah. the, with the laser going off. So we kind of walk around and hold them and have them. I tell them to make an L with their finger or with their hand that they write with. And then we just slide the stylus in there and everybody try it right now in the sky. Right. I want yeah. you to hold yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, Nicole, um, yeah. Almost like Baby yeah. Shark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a chance to go in that bus, and the demo that they had was a heart. 
So it's kind of cool because you take the little laser pen and you yeah. you can actually grab the heart with the pen and pull it. I'm, I'm actually doing it with my hand right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's you, miming the whole thing. You can pull everybody. it like right in front of you with the 3D glasses and you can, the, the pen actually beats like a, mm-hmm. like a heart. And um, you can, then you can start peeling layers of the heart off and see inside of it. Yeah. And then you can take a camera and push it inside the heart and see the blood. I mean, it was pretty awesome. I mean, as an adult, I know I was pretty wild. So can you guys talk a little bit about the reactions of the kids as they had a chance to to actually go in and see this for themselves? Right now, that is my favorite part of my job. I love the first time that the kids come into the lab and they put on those glasses so that each of the students has um, the person who is the driver of the machine um, has a pair of tracked glasses and those glasses are what makes it that three-dimensional appearance for the students and when they come in and sit down they're just sitting in front of a computer and they don't quite get it as soon as they put the glasses on the whole room just goes oh this is so cool (laughs) and it is always the best reaction right then in that moment the first time they see it and then as they discover other things and they figure out how to dissect the model or that the stylus does vibrate and respond to them then we have additional reactions to what they're doing. Um, I'm sure Olivia has had some of the same with the students being excited to be in there. Right. One of the my favorite parts is you're walking around the classroom and you know we can't see what they see. It's just it's a two D. Um, it's just two D for us when we wear the other. They have a co- kind of like the passengers glasses where they can collaborate so they can see otherwise the screen's gonna be blurry for them so what we see is not what they see because you walk around and they're kind of trying to grab the air it looks like (laughs) they want to grab what's in front of them especially those first graders and those kinders they really are just trying to grab it and it's kind of cool for them then they realize oh you can't touch it but they really want to and they're still just sitting there swiping i mean that's really kind of fun to walk around and see they eventually begin messing with um like the butterfly they'll try and hold the butterfly in their hand so the Models that are available in a variety of um, ways include things as basic as looking at a seed. We've been doing a lot with plants and from seed to roots to to stem. And then they have some much more elaborate things like different animals like butterflies and baby seals and bats that can fly and they actually animate in the air. So the students really like seeing that. And it is very cool, as Olivia said, to watch these little ones trying to grab it or hold it or show it to you, not realizing that where they're pointing, (laughs) we see nothing. (laughs) Kind of like watching the audience at old school Captain EO. Yes. Exactly. Fascinating. Way back there. Way back. There, Caleb. Can I go back to something you said, Olivia? You said something about a passenger. So, yes. can you can you paint a picture for us what it what it looks like for kids to be sitting in front of this machine? Is it two kids, three kids? Uh, and, and explain to us the roles that each person takes as they're in the experience. Yeah, one of the great things about the machines is that it allows and it provides an environment for the kids to work collaboratively together. Um, really, the lab we encourage a lot of talking there. So. Um, we want them talking to each other because there's actually more than one person to a machine. We have um, two up to three kids on a machine at a time. The driver is the one that has the tracked glasses on and really manipulates the machine and the stylus. Um, And that's the person that sees that virtual reality, augmented reality um, 
vision. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the passengers are the ones that uh, see 2D, but they are they can still see what the driver is doing. So um, they collaborate and they can talk about you know we um, use they're really practicing using their words on what they want the driver to do. Move this here, flip this over. So we're really getting them to use um, com- to speak in conversation and actually use academic language while they're working together. That's awesome because I, I had kind of envisioned in my head that this is such a singular pursuit. You've got a lab of a bunch of people individually doing this. So I love that there's that student interaction and engagement piece between each other that's also folded in as part of this experience. That's cool. That's also kind of like um, an offshoot skill that you don't actually think of when you're purchasing this machine. Um, so that, that brings me to a question. Is this just a giant novelty where people are pulling bouncing moving objects in front of their face or or like what are some of the the skills that like the academic skills kids are learning as they're using this this tool so far um remembering that this is brand new to us and our labs are just getting up and going so far the students are really working on those tools that olivia was describing learning how to use the stylus understanding that if i turn my hand over it actually turns the object over so that's that first step in that learning but as we're moving forward we're starting to additionally add in more and more of our content including a lot of the aligning the the activities that the students are doing on the machines to our NGSS standards. So Olivia and I have been working very closely with um, Jenny Dyerly, who is our NGSS specialist, our TOA. Hey, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she has been a great resource for us getting comfortable with the NGSS standards and helping us to determine which models represent the things that the students are learning at each grade level. The nice part about that is then the students can work together and we're also integrating Google Classroom. So as they're completing activities, they're whatever they're learning about in class, they're bringing in to explore further in the ZSpace lab, much like you would do any science lab where they can take things apart and look at them. We don't actually have to have a real frog for them to dissect. They can do it all virtually, much less messy. Well, I know I was in the lab with you one day, and um, that's exactly what was happening. The kids had been talking about all different insects. And so Jen had put together some work for them to get in there and look at the different insects and compare the amount of legs and wings and body parts. And so that was where all that academic language was coming in. And they had learned that portion in the classroom and then brought it to the lab and and were able to use that and um, really collaborate, like you were saying. I mean, it was just amazing to hear them working together and using that kind of language. And I think that was second grade? I was first grade. First grade. So, I mean, pretty amazing stuff going on in there. Um, I want to ask a different kind of question here. So, I'm a little confused because I don't really understand. Why is it called Z-Space? What does the Z stand for? Zoo. (laughs) Zero. Z-Space. Zoinks. (laughs) Z-Space. It's oh, it's space. It's space. Got it. Got it. Okay. No, really. Come on, Jen. What does the Z stand for? Okay. The part I love about this is I get to bring a little bit of my math background into this one. <laughs> so when you learn about math and we're doing things in graphing and working in math, we work on the X axis and the Y axis a lot. The Z is the third dimension, that additional mm. axis that makes it that 3D appearance. So um, it's just another dimension to that what kills we're doing. It. 
<laughs> Sorry. You like it better? I like the French version. That kills it. Suspense. Oh, that kills it. Loving the math. <laughs> Shout out for math. Woo! Um, all right, so I, here's one thing I've been kind of wondering about, and this is a kind of a bigger picture question. Olivia, I'll, I'll pitch this one to you. How do you see VR and AR technology changing and impacting education going forward? Where do you think we're headed with this? Well, I really think that it, um, you know, we think about what the kids are doing right now uh, at home and they're using those virtual reality video games. I, when I go into the classrooms and I tell them about what they're going to do before they come in, one of the very first things I ask if I say, do you know what VR or AR is? I have hands go up in every grade, including first grade and kindergarten. Wow. And they know this because of those big goggles that they see that they're, that are out and big right now. And they put the cell phones in and then they and they use the different apps right. to, um, for virtual reality and the augmented reality. They really, um, so they already have an understanding in it. They're already engaged and interested in what that is. So when we bring that into the schools, now we're increasing the engagement that we have going on. Um, and now we can tie in some learning to go with it. So I really see it just impacting the engagement level of all the students. And again, like I, we've been talking a lot about that academic language. Now we've got them talking to each other because they are so excited about what they're seeing in front of them. It's a much different um, reaction than if we were to show them in a book. Oh, you know, here's the picture of what the inside of a heart looks like. Okay. I don't really have much to say about that, but now all of a sudden I do when I can see it right in front of me and I can actually look inside and pull it apart myself. Good point. And I can see students maybe even asking different types of questions now that they can take an object and rotate it and investigate more than just look at a two-dimensional printed version of one of these things. So yeah, lots of applications for that. Well, I, I think um, we're actually on the brink of us being able to help kids create their own VR and AR. Now that that takes That's it to crazy. another level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, does ZSpace allow for any creation, or can can kids take a model, scan it, and dump it into ZSpace, or is it is it just kind of um, stuck with the models that they have? Is there any creation aspect to the program? There is. Um, again. Being at the beginning stages of this, we have not started going that far yet, but it does have that capability. One of the nice thing about ZSpace is it also incorporates a lot of other educational apps that we're familiar with. You can use GeoGebra on it, nice. Tinkercad. So the students can build something in Tinkercad and then upload that model into the Z Studio for the models. We have not stepped out to those pieces sure. yet but those are part of our long-term mm -hmm. goal being able to look at the different elements they have a whole app that goes around curious elements and wow. different activities with um building and decomposing a variety of machines and and activities and we're just kind of at the infancy of all of this right we now. Really are. This technology, especially in the edge in the ed space, is just getting started. So I imagine as this stuff grows, there's going to be additional opportunities for student creation. Uh, you know, we talk in education a lot about trying to flatten those four walls of our classroom and get students to think of learning beyond just the space that we're in. Obviously, AR and VR lends itself very well to that. And as the technology evolves, I'm sure we'll see a lot of other fascinating things on the horizon. Additionally, right now. It's new to elementary, especially. They've been using these Z-Space activities at the high school and college level for a while, but bringing it into the elementary classroom is truly a brand new thing. So one of the things that Olivia and I have been working really hard on is incorporating those listening and speaking skills. She's been talking about that academic vocabulary. So having awesome. the skills yeah. 
to explain what they're seeing and they're doing on that screen is a huge piece. And the Z-Space machines actually have a built-in recording piece. Nice. So the students can actually demonstrate the water cycle and walk you through it or the life cycle of a wow. butterfly and walk you through that experience. That's amazing. And one of the nice things about it being so new to elementary is that we actually have the ability to now make it what we want. You know, right. Redlands is going to kind of be the innovators for that and creating, helping Z-Space create those um, lessons that we want for elementary. So the input, the more input that we get from the teachers on the site, the more that we can build it and mold it to exactly what we want it to be. Nice. That's cool. And I know all of this is new this year and we're kind of pioneering and, and experimenting with this for the first time. I'm wondering, what are some of the positive surprises that you've discovered so far this year? Well, like I mentioned earlier, just how many of the students know already about right. Uh, VR and AR, they already have some kind of background information. I thought that I, that was going to be one of the main things that I was going to have to focus on is teaching them, spending a lot of time teaching them about what they're going to see and how it works. But they already have such a huge background knowledge of that. Um, the other thing that I was really surprised about is, um, like most people, we were, I was really kind of nervous to take those young ones into the <laughs> lab the first time. But they are such naturally curious individuals. Seven, eight, nine-year-olds. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Middle kids. They have no fear. So, you yeah. know, it's almost beneficial to them because I can kind of just say, this is how the tools work. Go on and play. And they will investigate and teach me things that I didn't know how to do because they're not afraid to click here, see what happens, you know. Mm -hmm. um, wow. As we get older, we know that that might crash the computer, so we get nervous about clicking <laughs> somewhere before we know what it's going to do. They have, they don't have that fear, so it's, it's really been interesting to see that they can actually go on and do most of it and investigate how to do a lot of it on their own and teach us something on the way. And fostering that sense of curiosity at such a young age, we know how important that is, regardless of the curricular area that you're working with, just teach students to be curious and to try things and experiment so valuable and I think this is a great tool to allow them to do that. I have to add that I just have to share a funny story with you because the, the biggest surprise for me was bringing these young boys into the room. Um, no matter what happens, boys will be boys and um, one of the cool tools or, or benefits with the Z-Space is that when you bring a model up, if you lean into the model with those 3D glasses, you can go actually inside it. So you oh, can see cool. the layers of the earth and the layers of the sun and things like that. Well, as soon as we bring up an animal on the screen, the zebra, the <laughs> donkey, the boys always seem to turn it around and look at the back end of the animal <laughs> and but. lean oh, in. Of course they do. <laughs> and that has been, view. yes. That has been one of the things that just makes me laugh every time they do it. And we just move on with it. They're going to do it. There's no reason to stifle that curiosity. Right, right. They find out that it's not all that exciting. <laughs> and they but, move on to the next. But we'll still try again on the next day. Absolutely. It may be different. You don't know. You know, I was actually, um, I watched a video last night, a TED Talk from Ken Robinson. And it's for my master's of technology program, which I'm getting currently in right now. Nice. So I'm stuff. But one of the things that he says is that we naturally kill students' curiosity when we stigmatize their mistakes. So now when they come into the lab, we actually show them, okay, you make a mistake. What can we learn from that mistake? Right. So um, that's one of the great things that they get to do in the lab, and that fosters that curiosity that we're Kind of, that we were starting to see be lost in the classrooms. Right, right. And that's hard to do sometimes as a teacher, you know, allow those mistakes and because we get so focused on trying to get through everything. So it's nice that you have that um, luxury in the lab. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I, I, I got to take this time to give a little shout out to Mission, Mariposa, and J&B because they're also experimenting with uh, right. Z-Space on a smaller scale, but they're really doing some awesome stuff over there. I think they're calling them Tinker Spaces. Yeah, it sounds like so, they love it. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. doing a great job over there, and there's some um, some teachers and, and um, staff there that are really going above and beyond to try to get those off the ground. So big shout out to you guys. Yes, great job. Hello, and speaking everybody. of Olivia getting her master's, shout out to Caleb, who just got his Google Level 2. I heard that. Yeah, and Nicole hey, got Nicole. her Google Level 2 got earlier. Got so. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. I Twittered that out, so hopefully you guys parted that. <laughs> Twittered it right <laughs> out, everybody. Or I Twittered that. Make sure you hearted that. Yeah, so congratulations right. to you guys. The Proud of you. pressure on me. You can do it, Jen. You can do it. So both of you guys talked about this, of course, this is brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia, you just got off the ground this month. Jen, you know, just a little bit before that. So um, I would say from my vantage point, you guys have gone way faster and way beyond what we were even hoping for the first semester. So that's awesome. With that in mind, what's what's the future look like for this program? You know, going into the second semester and maybe even like some thoughts or visions and hopes for the years to come. Well, I think this first year we're really going to focus on learning, helping the kids learn how to use the tools like we talked a lot about. Um, we can integrate some of the content in there, but we're ha- the more that they know how to use the tools, the more that they're going to be able to do. So really, if you think about it, those um, young students, those kinder, first, second graders, the more that they master those tools and know how to manipulate it, then when they go next year, we don't have to do that, right. so dive so deeply yeah. into that portion. They'll already know how to use the machine. Right. Imagine what they'll be doing. And right. teachers will know too, huh? And teachers yes. will know, yes. Yeah. yes. So then now they uh-huh. can really start focusing on grasping the content instead uh-huh. of yeah really trying to focus on, okay, now how do I hold the stylus? Because right. we're still seeing a lot of that. Like, how do I go back and forth from Google Classroom and back into the Z space? So um, once we start getting them to practice that more often, then now they'll really be able to focus on the content. And like Jen was saying earlier, um, since it's so new for elementary, we are building the elementary curriculum currently. So that's really what we're going to be focusing on doing right now is working with the teachers, collaborating with each other, and um, collaborating um, with Jen on the NGSS standards so that we can really start building some of those content lessons and start getting them in there, um, hopefully running within by the end of the school year starting next or starting next year. Nice. So it really is about that mantra of go slow to go fast. You really have to take the time to let them explore, to see what the capabilities are with a, the, the machine and what it can do with the different tools and getting them also, you know, you discussed earlier, asked earlier about the novelty of the whole thing. It is novel. So right now the kids do kind of see it as a toy and you have to, like any manipulative or tool that you hand a student, you have to give them time to play with it before they can use it with purpose. And so that's a lot of what we're doing right now with the ultimate goal being really incorporating a lot of that Google Classroom activities, bringing in all of the apps that the ZSpace machine offers, being able to incorporate um, using the green screen and the Wii video activities to do digital storytelling and bringing things to life in those 3D models. The ability to record on the machines makes it really nice and lends itself to that digital storytelling piece. 
Well, that's one of the things that we're really shooting for, especially in ed tech, is how do we take these devices or technologies that students think of as toys and games and things like that, how do we bring those into a learning context and show them that these tools can be used to learn about the world, to create their own ideas, uh, and to really put something out there and to, to get real work done. Um, it, it's neat to, uh, Olivia talked a lot about how excited students were and how familiar they are already with this idea of AR and VR. We're now able to pull that into an educational context and show them how can we get this technology to do something productive. Um, and that's what we're trying to do with all of these devices. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I, I can't wait to see what this becomes. I mean, it's it's already greater than what I even imagined when I came here. So. Great job. So, Jen, what do you think? Lightning round with Olivia and Jen? Yeah, I think it's time. It is time. We're almost out of time. Right. Let's do it. All right, go. So, uh, what happens is we are going to ask Single and Jen Hunt and Olivia a series of questions uh, in one minute. You're going to have to give context on that. Why oh, are you calling a... me Single and Jen? Because <laughs> uh, we have double and Jen. Because I'm double and Jen. <laughs> Jen, and every time someone says Jen, we both say what? <laughs> so yes, so we have um, single end Jen answering the questions and double end Jen asking the questions and also Olivia. All right, so can I have a minute? I got a minute All on right, the timer. Right, right, right. You tell me when. You ready? I'm ready. This is going to be good. Lightning round. Right. Here we go. Give me a countdown. One minute. <laughs> ready, get set, set, go. Mild, medium, or hot salsa? Hot. Medium. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Savory. What chore do you despise doing? Laundry. Dishes. <laughs> Pumpkin spice, love it or hate it? Hate it. Hate it. Oh. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> uh, cake or pie? Pie. Neither. Oh. oh. I'm oh. more of a neither, but know. I thought I had to choose okay. one. No, okay. <laughs> well, you had to choose. Your life depended on Birthday it. Birthday cookie. Cake. All right. Uh, dog <laughs> person cookie. or cat person? Dog. Dog. Me too. Uh, name a country you want to visit. Mexico. All of them. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, pick one? I can't pick one. Pick one. Uh, I want to go to Spain. Okay. There you go. I'll yes. go with you. Um, Spain sounds fun. <laughs> Did we just plan a trip? Green bread. Super salad. Soup. Soup. Favorite subject? Math. T reading. And uh, that's it, girls. Thanks for playing. Thanks for playing. It's a well, very odd timer we have there. Sorry. <laughs> I must say, we literally just heard from district pioneers, pioneers in a, an unknown, uncharted territory. That's right. VR, AR, Z space, whatever we want to call the combination of VR, AR together, new program. I mean, this is great stuff, and, and I'm super proud of you guys, and... Um, you know, you're you're um, a big benefit to these schools and to what we're trying to do with our superintendent's vision. So congratulations and thank you guys so much for spending time and joining us on this. Thank you for the opportunity not only to be here but to have these innovation positions. Absolutely. Um, we I I Speaking for myself first, but um, I felt truly really blessed to have the opportunity to use the knowledge that I got from my instructional technology master's degree to actually apply it in yeah. my work setting. Absolutely. It's it's truly a blessing yeah. to have this and it's position. All brand new, that's a thing. Absolutely. So you guys are breaking the ground for us. Yeah, it's really a dream job to be able to go in. It, 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 <laughs> it is, is to work with all the students and just see those reactions that we talked about. That's one of the best parts about the job is seeing those reactions and, and getting to do something new with them that we are so passionate about. It's 
That's a wrap, folks. Join us again for our next edition of Tips and Salsa, where you'll get more great tips for your classroom and hear from another district star. RUSD Ed Tech, signing off. As always, each episode of Tips and Salsa requires features. <laughs> Start over. Well, that's a wrap, folks. Join us again for our next edition of Tips and Salsa, where you'll get more tips. Pretty darn clean. What do you guys yeah. think? Yeah. That, thing. that was clean.